Hi, folks. This podcast is recorded in a house with animals and no teenagers. The teenager is off at a family event with his mother. The cats are around and the dogs hopefully are taking a nap after a quick run around. I should also mention at this juncture that we swear a lot. And this podcast, while marked explicit, because I don't have a choice between explicit and clean, is uh, actually PG-13. And we will not be doing anything that would delve into the realm of R or worse, I hope. So welcome to Productivity Alchemy, episode 70. The Wombat co-host, Ursula Vernon, is currently recovering from having some dental work done which means she is not available to record. And as I said, the teenage test subject is on his way to Michigan. He may even be there by now to uh, deal with some family business on his mom's side. And uh, I wish all of them uh, the best as they are dealing with that. And he should be back uh, home next week, which means before WindyCon, I have, and I need to stop clicking the pen because that's, that's a nervous habit, but uh, that means that I've got like, you know, two days, three days without him before I go to WindyCon, and he'll be getting back about the same time I will on Monday. And so this is a nice little break, and it gives me a little time to prepare for WindyCon. As I have mentioned on prior episodes, on Saturday, November 10th, 2018, in uh, Chicago at WindyCon, we will have the first ever Productivity Alchemy Live and I am still working through what exactly that means. And, uh, you know, some of it's going to be playing by ear. Some of it may be an interview. We're going to see what happens when I get there. I'm trying to pre-plan a little. Let's, let's not be ridiculous. The big issue is recording it, and so I'm working out the logistics on that as well. All that being said, then, there really isn't that much to talk about this week. My job hunt goes on, Ursula has a whole bunch of books due, and it's just easier to go straight into an interview. Now, I realize this is the second episode of the month. Normally, we would do letters here. Don't have very many letters this month, and since we've got the special Productivity Alchemy Live I'll have, hopefully, recorded for next week, I figured let's go ahead and talk to Chris Shiner, who is a biologist and a writer. Actually, he's a biologist and a cartographer. Currently, he's a carpenter and a writer. And I had a great time talking to him. And so since I don't want to throw my entire schedule off again by either playing the wrong thing or having to shift everything out another week because I have this live episode to do next week, which is awesome, we're just going to skip letters this month. We may talk about it later. We'll see. Uh, there wasn't anything huge or urgent that I haven't already directly responded to. So you can send your questions and comments either into Kevin at sunny.com. That's uh, Kevin, K-E-V-I-N at S-O-N-N-E-Y.com or through uh, commenting on an individual episode at productivityalchemy.com. We also have a contact page there so you can send that in. Okay. That said, let's just go talk to Chris and talk about all the awesome stuff he does to keep himself organized while he's writing or doing his carpentry or even being a biologist or a cartographer, both of which are things he he is but isn't doing right now. So we'll be right back after this.
Hi, folks. I am here with Chris Shiner, and we're going to talk about how Chris stays productive today. Chris, can you introduce yourself and tell us a little bit about what you do? Sure. So uh, I am, what am I? I spent so much time trying to figure out how to answer this question. Um, <laughs> I am a biologist and a cartographer. Um, and of course, I'm not exactly doing either of those things right now. I am uh, uh, being a carpenter and a writer. Um, so I, uh, uh, Ursula and I have interacted on Twitter a few times. Um, oh, because you're the person who was impressed at the quality of the map she scripted in for productivity or for Hidden Almanac last week, wasn't it? Yeah. Yes, it, okay. Yeah. 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 Um, and is it every so often I'll run across a really nicely well done map um, for for you know books and and so on and it's not to not to speak ill of certain individuals but <laughs> Tolkien's maps are I mean I guess they get the point across but they're they're not they're not great from a map maker standpoint they're they're very they're very folk maps right they they yes. they have that that quality of them you you expect to see um you, when you know if you were to unroll the the pirate treasure map it would all be sort of sketched out and then an x where they you know with all the but not actual like real distances right right, right. or you know the the one that always gets me is the fact that the mountains have a right angle turn Right, and that does not happen in nature. <laughs> no, <laughs> um, but uh, yeah. So um, uh, I have uh, Ursula and I have have occasionally uh, gone on about invasive plants. Yeah, um, because that is that is my area of expertise. Um, I believe there was there was something maybe in the spring where the timing just happened to work out. She posted something. I was on fired a comment back and was delighted to get, uh, uh, what did she say? Um, I will yell, Chris sends his regards while I smother thee, whatever she was smothering. Yeah. Um, <laughs> there's no telling so many things to smother in, uh, mostly dog skull. Now I think mostly dog skull. Yeah. yeah. So, um, yeah, so that's, so I'm, I'm sort of a jack of all trades. Mm -hmm. Um, but, uh, yeah, at the moment I'm, I'm, helping renovate a house and uh, writing a book on invasive plant management. Right on. Um, so with all that going on, how do you keep yourself organized? I'm not sure I do. You're um, not alone in that. It's cool. <laughs> I, uh, I was just, I got caught up on uh, the most recent episode of productivity alchemy yesterday. Mm -hmm. And uh, I, I really, I really felt some of, some of the, the answers there from your guest. Um, but uh, yeah, I mean, I will say that that I'm still looking for a lot of the the answers, um, and uh, you know, this your show has been really helpful in terms of uh, sometimes the the things that other people try that I would not have heard about otherwise, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Uh, and sometimes just taking a step back and going, oh, gee, if I think about this thing, maybe I can find a better approach. Right. Right. Uh, and I mean, and, and that's something I like to emphasize is there is no one size fits all, mm -hmm. right? Uh, the All the methods, uh, everybody is different 
in mm. terms of how they think, even when we talk about neurotypical, yeah, I'm making air quotes, <laughs> uh, people, um, everybody still has their own uh, triggers and uh, motivational points and things like that. So it doesn't, so the, the whole idea of one size fits all, or if everybody used the same method, it would work just magically for everybody is, is mm-hmm. complete bullshit. So, yeah. yeah. Well, and, and that's, that message has been really gratifying to hear somebody else say, um, because uh, as I'm sure many mm-hmm. people can relate, you know, I have had my share of, uh, perfectly well-meaning individuals going, Oh, you should totally do this. It works for me. It's like, well, that's great. But, but the fact that it works for you doesn't mean it will work for me. And if I've already tried it, I don't want to go through it again. Stop telling me to do this. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, and, of course, it doesn't help that my wife, every so often when I suggest something, yells cult into the microphone. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, I, I, that's, that's an appeal for me. But <laughs> <laughs> um, so, yeah, I don't know that... I certainly don't have all the answers I would like to have, right? Um, right. But uh, I do a number of different things. Okay. Uh, some of it is just keeping different things in different places. Um, so the I have a, uh, a rapidly aging uh, Android tablet um, that I was <laughs> I was very much against the idea of tablets. They seemed like uh, a strange middle land, and it didn't make any sense. Uh, and then eventually I got one, and now I love it. Um, but uh, you know, there there are some things that I will use that for that uh, I don't use the desktop computer for. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, sort of knowing in the back of my head, okay, uh, these things go here, um, and and I know where to look um, right. is a big thing. And then uh, <laughs> I have I have so many software programs that I try to use for these things. Uh, <laughs> just the things I scribbled down yesterday, mm-hmm. um, I use OneNote to some extent. Um, I have I have tried using that. Uh, oh. I have browser bookmarks that are insane. Yeah, I think we all do at this point. <laughs> right? Anyone who's been on the internet since like the real, real popularity the 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 very early cusp of the popularity i i think i have bookmarks that are probably 20 years old at this point it feels <laughs> terrible saying that right oh uh, i won't tell you how much older you are than i am <laughs> <laughs> um i i do use labels in email i keep trying to shrink that inbox um but i am i am sadly not someone who i would like to be someone who uses inbox zero i don't know if that will ever happen you know, yeah, um, no, I understand that one. It took me, it took me a while, really, to to yeah. get into the swing of things, and now I feel bad. I've got five things in my inbox, <laughs> all of all of which are actually pertinent, actionable, and mm-hmm. I feel bad about that. And and the hope that I can get down to zero, you know, this week since right. uh, unemployment being what it is, hey, we'll just, you know, I can I can maybe take care of these things, sure, or not. Um, <laughs> well, and it's it's interesting because just. From my perspective, for me, a lot of the things that are in my inbox are things that, oh, hey, I want to read that. Or, oh, this looks like it would be useful for later. Let me flag this tool. Mm-hmm. And and then for whatever reason, you know, I don't have the time or the spoons or um, I get distracted or whatever it is. And then it just sits there. 
And then it's like, well, all right, so I've got umpteen red emails and buried somewhere in there are, are uh, uh, you know, this article and that conversation and whatever. And it's right. like, well, th- it's not something that I have to do something with in terms of, you know, somebody else. Uh, you know, it's not like a, a task I have to finish for work or something. Right, right. But, you know, so it, it's sort of a weird middle land of, you know, does it sort of does it count towards, you know, not yeah. being in bug zero? I don't know. I I found that um, uh, I use Gmail, right? Mm-hmm. I have the Gmail for for uh, the, the Google apps for your domain, G apps, I guess they call it now. And uh, one of the big helps I had is I just have a later folder. Right, not urgent, not important. Something I want to deal with later. Just shove it all in there, um, mm-hmm. and then like once a day, I'll go through and I'll clean it out. Um, this is one of the reasons I really liked Sanebox. Um, mm-hmm. No, this is by the way, I'm not paid by Sanebox. This is not a commercial endorsement. It's just, <laughs> you know, this is this is one of those tools where I, I set it up and I'm like, uh, I don't know. And then it was like, okay, so now. Whereas things are coming in, we're automatically filing for them, leaving them new. And so the things that you've classified as later, you can deal with later. There's a folder mm-hmm. for that, you know. Here's the – I have a folder set up for the Dorsi regular stuff, and all the mailing lists go there instead of getting lost in other things. Um, that's so that's been that's been like the, the big email, like, epiphany mm-hmm. in in the last – I guess in the last eight months or so was I don't have to do it by myself. I don't have to set these rules up by myself. I can, I, there are services to do this and oh my God. Um, and then it'll send me a nice digest saying you've got 23 things in your later folder. Okay. Um, you know, you had, uh, you had five, five new things that you trained from your inbox to other places. You want to make, do you want to make sure that those are the right trainings? I'm like, yeah, this is cool. Um, and since it's provider agnostic, it's not a Gmail specific thing. That makes it really nice because I'm sitting there thinking with the recent revelations of Google basically reading all of your email and then sharing it with other people. Um, yeah. yeah, that uh, maybe maybe it's time to look at something else. And oh wait, I can take Sanebox with me. It's not going to be stuck. I'm, I'm not going to lose that functionality because I changed providers or or set up my own server or whatever. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, and I, you know it's. I, I know you've mentioned Sandbox before on the podcast, and mm-hmm. um, the, the the idea of a later folder. I was, I think, this morning as I was because I've been thinking about these things. I did thought did occur to me that you know I could just could just label all these things that I want to read later and stick them under one heading so that when I feel like reading something, I can go do it, and they're not cluttering up the inbox. Hmm. Mm, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Um, uh, yeah, so a couple of the things that mm-hmm. I do also use, um, uh, is I, I write notes to myself, um, a lot, mostly because I've learned that if I don't write it down, I'll forget it. I will not remember it despite I keep thinking I will. Yep. Um, I also use Evernote, uh, specifically, and this goes back to, uh, different places for different things mm-hmm. for job search stuff. Ah. Uh, oh. You know, some of that is just that I was introduced to it at a time when I was job searching. <laughs> um, but, and I, like a friend of mine, actually the person who introduced it to me, uh, uses it for all sorts of things. Right. And, and I tried that and it just, it didn't work for me. But but having a program that was like, okay, I need to look at my old resumes. Mm-hmm. 
there's one place to go for that. You know, I don't have to sort through other things. Um, so that, you know, I, I have found that really helpful again, just having everything in one place. Right. Right. Um, I did, <laughs> it, I find it really entertaining, uh, listening to, to you and mm-hmm. personally interact, um, particularly with the product productivity stuff, because I, I sort of feel like I stand in both camps. Uh, <laughs> you know, there's, there are certain things, uh, I'm sure we'll, we'll get into later that, mm-hmm. that from one or the other of you that I go, yes, that's, I totally know what they're talking about. Um, and you know, sometimes they're conflicting things because I contain multitudes, I uh, guess. Yeah, really. Um, <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's not uncommon, right? Yeah. Um, but so one of the things that I did was mm-hmm. I actually sat down and went and made myself uh, a planner page. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, because I, I did not go into the, the effort uh, that even like checking out some of the, I looked at some of the things that, that you guys have talked about over the last year. Um, and yeah, they're not, there's so much that it's that you know you stare at the planner page and go, well, that's great, but I really wish it had this and not that. Right. It's it's very it it it's the the like the base designs or the base use on them is so common and universal to do that appeal to the most number of people. Mm-hmm. Um, right. And really, like I was looking for for uh, meal planners, mm-hmm. right. And they were all, I mean, aside from some font choices and some layout choices, they were basically all the same, right? Mm-hmm. There's only so many ways you can do a monthly calendar, right? right? Or, or a week or, or a to-do page. But then when you want to start getting into, well, my week has some special, special things, then you're like, no one cares about that. They have a section for notes. That's about right. it, right? Right. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, mm-hmm. you know, I think... Actually, I guess that makes me think that um, a lot of the a lot of what appeals to me uh, for things that I do find useful for organization mm-hmm. is um, customization options, right? Um, you know, and and I I have not tried it. I have thought very hard about um, bullet journaling, uh, and I it it seems to tip the scale into uh, too many options. Right. (laughs) (laughs) So I have stayed away from that, but, um, you know, definitely with like one note, I have found myself, uh, de facto creating, you know, custom quote unquote planner pages. Um, and then I, I've had issues with that. So I just, I went and did something in, um, uh, Oh, I'm blanking on the name of the software. (laughs) Microsoft offices, uh, design program. Uh, right i can't whatever yeah whatever that is um you know just it's you know it's not particularly sophisticated but it's it's a it's a picture that my brain has decided has the right pieces in it that it makes sense to me right right um so uh yeah so i've done that and oh the other one i wanted to throw out and this is going to probably sound weird to a lot of people um is the bibliographic software Zotero. Um, and I, I use that primarily for its intended purpose um, because I, as far as writing this book I mentioned mm-hmm. uh, and, and doing the research, 
nothing frustrates me more than when I read an article and, you know, in the, in the gist of the article, oh, yeah, so-and-so said such-and-such, and they give a, you know, Smith, 1981. And then you go and look at the bibliography, and they forgot to put Smith in the bibliography. Right. Or, or oh, the one that drives me crazy is the one where they cite articles or they cite things, and then they either don't link them or they don't put that yes. reference in at the end. Yes. And you're like, okay, that's that's. am I just supposed to magically know who, who Smith is? <laughs> right. Um, <laughs> Right. Um, so that's mostly what I use it for. But I've also experimented with um, essentially using it as an archive of things so that um, yeah, tools, for example, mm -hmm. right, because everything is online um, uh, and, and just trying to categorize things. And I, you know, I've tried to do this in, in browser bookmarks, too, of, um, you know, hey, there, here is this thing that is useful. And I it no, no. Uh, through no fault of the creators of Zotero, it doesn't do a fantastic job at it. Um, <laughs> but but it's not bad, right? You know, yeah. so I, you know, it, who knows? I've been looking at a lot of, of personal wikis lately, mm -hmm. and it they 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 all sort of have that same functionality. The big thing I've had with a lot of them is the UI is shit. <laughs> Right, they're yeah, like, there is that. yeah, and I mean, I'm a, I'm a cross-platform person. I have Androids, I have the Macs, I have Chromebook. Uh, most of my desktop or laptops are Linux, right? Mm -hmm. All that stuff. So I'm looking at that, and no one seems to be able to design worth a damn. I'm mm -hmm. I'm almost at the point where I'm like, well, I suppose I could go back to to iOS and and Macs because most it's the UI is just exquisite. But then I'm paying the Apple tax. Right. On the other hand, I was looking at a, a piece of software that was designed around the iPad Pro, and I was salivating a little bit uh, <laughs> because it's like, oh, yeah, here, just design your thing in PDF, put it on there, and it's just like writing on a piece of paper, except it's an iPad Pro. And I'm like, and I'm, I'll look that one up and link it because, yeah, because I'm just like, I didn't want an iPad Pro, and I thought I was done with iOS, but damn it. <laughs> <laughs> Mm -hmm. suck me back in <laughs> <laughs> they will take your money oh yeah so um okay so anything else uh i think that's that's enough of how i may or may not keep myself organized okay that's fair that's fair uh, so, um, with all of that, and we've talked a lot, we've, we've touched on a lot of these, but, um, uh, what systems or habits are valuable to you as part of that? Several things. Mm -hmm. Um, I, I, I go through stages that sometimes I will use these and then I get frustrated and throw them all out. Uh, but post-it notes, um, you know, both both digital and uh, hard copy. Um, Just uh, hold on. Let me finish writing and then say, um, hallelujah, amen, brother. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, uh, uh, a mentor of mine used physical post-it notes. Mm -hmm. and, and he had, he's a fantastic guy. He had a filing system where he he would file things as he worked on them. Mm -hmm. And so he ended up with um, stacks and stacks of things on his desk. He always knew where everything was. Right. And it, it drove his boss insane. 
um, because it wasn't a neat and tidy disk. Uh, and he's like, I'm working on these things. I'm not going to go put them in a file box or something. Um, but he had post-it notes. They they covered, he had one of those um, desks with a hutch yeah. uh, you know, up over the, the computer monitor. And the hutch was covered in post-it notes. The computer monitor was covered in post-it notes. Um, and, you know, and they were it was they were not the same post notes. They changed. It, yeah, you, know, yeah. you cross things off and get rid of them. Mm-hmm. But you, I have a photo somewhere because it's just like this is fantastic. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. So so post it notes. Um, I would say a couple of the things that are really the, the most significant for me, and and this uh, this goes back a little bit to. Um, when I originally wrote to you, mm-hmm. I mentioned that uh, I am familiar with burnout, despite being, some would say, far too young to oh. have had that experience. Huh. Nope. <laughs> um, and uh, these are these are things that were true beforehand and mm-hmm. have just become more true since then. But everything has to have a home. And you know, I'm looking at my desk right now and going, oh, yeah, there are these things that I need to figure out where to put them. And just because of the way my brain seems to operate, if I know where something goes because it has a home, right. there is a decent chance, if assuming it's not something I'm working on and just putting down briefly, there's a reasonably good chance I will put it away. Right. But if it doesn't have a home, then I get stuck in the whole, well, I know this needs to go somewhere, but I don't know where to put it. So I guess I'll put it down here for now and come back to it when I figured out where to put it. Uh, you know yeah and then and then you start to get the pile or the home for that thing is now in that place and now it's starting to gather a pile of things like that um he says staring at his pile of you know old keyboards and sound equipment on the other side of the room (laughs) um well good now i don't feel about having an old desktop pc on the floor behind me (laughs) i have i have ursula's old desktop the desktop she had when she moved in the one Mm. that that uh, we replaced with the Mac Pro, uh, I guess, two years after she moved in, is still on the floor behind me. And I'm, I've been sitting there thinking this week, going, I got time. I could set that up as a server for experimentation. Uh, it's not going to – I don't think she needs anything off that drive anymore. <laughs> so, And if she does, we made a backup, and it's on her Mac, so it's okay. There you go. Yeah. There you go. Um, so – yeah, no, yeah. no. I have, I have, I have things that have turned into. It's like Warrens, right? You didn't expect them to 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 nest there, but they did, mm. and now that's their home, and you can't move them. Mm. Yeah. yeah, my frustration is when I when I go through a, a phase of all right, we're gonna we're gonna deal with these piles and put them away, and then for the next six months, I know where I used to keep it, but I don't know where I put it now. <laughs> Uh, yeah. So that's yeah. less than optimal. Yeah. Um, you could, you could put a post-it note down where it was, say, I moved this too. That's a really good idea. And I should, I should have thought of that like 10 years ago. Yeah. No, I, I, that just came to me. I'm like, you, you have the post-it notes there. You know, the problem is of course, when that becomes the new home for something and the post-it note is now buried. Right. Yes. Right. Yes. That it's, then, it, then the, the process in the brain becomes, Okay, the post-it note that tells me where I put that thing is underneath this pile of things, so I have to remember to pick it up to look at the post-it yeah. note. Yeah. <laughs> then I might as well find a home for them, and now you've got two post-it notes. Oh, exactly. Right? <laughs> Clearly, the answer is I need a place to put the post-it notes to tell me where I put other there things. There you go. <laughs> um, 
oh, that's what I could use. The um, I a friend of mine gave me uh, some pieces of cork. Oh yeah, uh, some cork board, and she was like, I don't have any use for these, but could you use them? And I said, yeah, I'll slap some press board on the back of them and mm-hmm. make them into a bolt board. Um, of course, I haven't done that yet, but you know, I could, I could, uh, I could pin post-it notes to it. I've got a, a roll of uh, 72, 72 by 17 whiteboard material sticker that I can just stick on a wall, right? And I keep looking at it like, well, I could put it there, but then I have to move all that stuff off the wall to somewhere else. And, oh, now I've got a big blank spot. I could put it up there. But if I put it up there, I can't actually write on it. And then what's the mm. point of having a whiteboard? So it's, yeah, that's been the the big thing. It's like, I, I want to put it up, but as you can see from the wall behind me full of art, <laughs> there's a barrier to entry here. <laughs> uh, yeah. Yeah, I actually... Um... Uh, I I think I have settled on where I'm going to put that hypothetical bullet board, which is directly behind me because mm-hmm. a the view out that window is the wall of the house next door, uh, and and b the sun when it comes in that angle in the morning glares off the computer monitor. Oh so yeah, yeah. Why don't I just put it over the window? Yeah, I I at least lucked out my window. The window in my office to my right looks over the mm-hmm. porch, and that's you know there's there's an awning and stuff, and that's where I feed the chickens. Mm-hmm. So every so uh, every so often, there's just chicken wandering by, which is like I get the best of both worlds. I get to see mm-hmm. this lush garden that she's built and my chickens, mm-hmm. and it isn't like I have to take a break to do those things, mm-hmm. and I don't get the glare. Those are all good things. Yeah. And then I don't know. Tomorrow, half the forest outside is going to fall down, and every morning it's going <laughs> to glare through the window because. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I get uh, I get the occasional squirrel on the front porch out my window. But, yeah, you know. Um, yeah, the other thing mm-hmm. I wanted to be sure to, to mention with regards to burnout. Oh yeah, it, is that um, because of because of the burnout, I have um, what you could call a hypersensitive fight or flight uh, response, right? Otherwise known as anxiety. Oh, yes. So, uh, you know, and it's, it's, I have to, and it's, it's one of those things you sort of have to constantly remind yourself. I have to remember to manage that as part of my productivity. Um, you know, in, in terms of, uh, well, I like, I, I wrote into you guys, uh, a while ago, um, about, I was trying fairly standard to do lists mm-hmm. and staring at, all the things I needed to do and going, Oh my God, I don't even know where to start. This is terrible. You know, and Mm -hmm. it's like, well, okay. Uh, so we can't, we can't use that approach. (laughs) Um, and one of the things that I have, I have tried and it it actually seems to work Mm -hmm. is ridiculously simple, but it's not calling them to do lists. Interesting. Okay. And so, Instead of having a list of things that say to do Mm -hmm. and then, you know, done or whatever, because my brain takes, uh, I I have, I have always been, uh, uh, very quick to take responsibility, Mm -hmm. uh, including for things that, you know, it's, it's not my fault. You know, I don't actually have to worry about it. Right. But you do anyway. Right. Happens and, to me all the time. Yeah. yeah. So when I see to do, 
my brain goes, okay, these are things that someone else is going to uh, either be disappointed if I don't accomplish mm-hmm. or uh, come yell at me if I don't accomplish. Right. You know, regardless of whether that is even remotely true, that's just where it goes. Uh, and so what I've tried is calling them uh, pending mm-hmm. and accomplished. Okay. And, and it's, you know, it's, it's, it's not a, it's not a panacea, right? but it, it does seem to prevent that uh, sort of initial trigger that just makes everything else impossible. Yeah. Now uh, for me, when, when my burnout is, and I say when it is versus when it was, because one of the things I've learned is that even though you seem to get over burnout, it's always sort of there lurking, right? Mm-hmm. You bur- If you've burned out once, chances are pretty good you're going to burn out again. And mm-hmm. that's that's sort of the whole idea with, like you said, with managing it. That's part of the self-care. Um, but... Um, for me, I get the I get uh, the the third option that a lot of people don't talk about, and that's freeze, right? Mm-hmm. When I have that when I have that big list of things I'm responsible for, I instead of fighting or running away, I just lock up, mm-hmm. right? And while I am, uh, I have the cis male, um, ha ha ha! I don't know who's calling me, but they can worry about it later. Um, <laughs> um. I have the, the cis male, uh, the um, uh, anger expression of, of my chronic mm-hmm. depression, right? Um, so instead of getting like mopey or or what is traditionally depressed, I get grumpy and angry and want to punch things, um, which is why suddenly hitting a freeze response is really weird because mm-hmm. instead of getting frustrated and I, I then it just feeds back on itself. Cause it's like my brain just locks up and says, that's too much. You can't deal with that right now. And that's just sort of the rolling thing. And then I get mad at myself, sure. which is, which is the depression expressing itself. Um, but uh, through all of that, yeah, no, I think uh, I've, it sounds really weird to say it this way, but I think in my last job, there was a lot of pressure towards the end. And I think I rela- I, I fell back into burnout at least twice. Mm, right. Okay. And that's, but that's one of the things that, that uh, one of the things we don't talk about often enough is you burned out. Great. You've recovered. You've done all this stuff. That doesn't mean it's not going to happen again. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, that just means that you're, uh, you know, uh, I hate to use these terms, but they're only things I could come up with for um, you. You're, you you haven't relapsed, and and it's in remission, right? Sure. You'll never truly be cured of it, uh, or maybe you will, but it would take years and years before you could really say that. Um, and I, I hate to use those terms, but they're the only ones that seem to make sense to me. Sure. Well, and that you know that that makes sense, and I'm I'm reminded actually of. A couple of things that the, the therapist that I worked with um, you know, before, during, and, mm-hmm. and after the, the, the let's call it the uh, the the most visible portion of the burnout, right? Um, which was that two things: one, that depression is anger internalized, okay. which I thought was really interesting, mm-hmm. and the other is. Learning that the brain is the brain is plastic. It 
you know, every, every time uh, something happens uh, and, and, you know, in this case, we're, we're talking uh, stress and, and burnout and anxiety right, right. and things like that. The, the neural pathways that activate it's, I think of it a lot like um, erosion. You know, if you walk across a, a lawn mm-hmm. over and over following the same path, eventually you're going to pack down the dirt and the grass isn't going to grow there. And, right. and you know, it just, you know, becomes dirt and mud and what have you. And so the more times a neural pathway is activated, the more likely it becomes that it will be activated, mm-hmm. which is why, you know, the, the um, uh, rule of thumb is that if you have more than, I think it's like five depressive episodes, uh, you become more likely that it will be a, uh, a chronic condition. Right. Because, you know, your brain is going, okay, hey, I, I've done this before. I know what the quote-unquote correct reaction to it is, and I'm going to do this. And, you know, so I I have had um, stuff in the last year where it's like, okay, I can do this. And then my brain starts doing this, that, or the other thing, and I go, why is this happening? Oh, this is – this circumstance is – vaguely similar to the other thing that happened during burnout. So now I'm having the same reaction. Right. Okay. Now I got to deal with that. Well, and I, I think uh, another thing is that for whatever reason, people aren't willing to treat their brains the same way they would any other system in the body. Mm-hmm. Right. I mean, physically speaking, uh, your brain is an organ with chemical balances and imbalances. Mm-hmm. And it, it's it's weird compared to, say, muscle structure or digestive mm-hmm. structure or whatever, but it's still biology underneath it. And mm-hmm. the reluctance of people to say, hey, so, yeah, I'm having these episodes and maybe it's a chemical imbalance or maybe it's actually something that's, that's a physical wrong or a sickness. Like if your lungs are congested all the time, you go to see about allergies. If you're having depressive episodes all the time, we're so against going out to get that, the the same, to get the medicine we need to help. Right. Mm-hmm. Whether that medicine's therapy or in my case, hundred milligrams is all off daily um, mm-hmm. or, or whatever it's um, I don't, I, at first I didn't understand the stigma around it. Now I'm screaming from the rooftops. Your brain is just a muscle that you've fucked up yeah, and you can yeah. fix it. Right. Yeah. Well, and it's, I, there's, there's so much that, uh, the, the, there's like legacy effects in that, you know, I, I'm sure you've, you've heard, uh, you know, the, the comment, Oh, it's all in your head. Or well, that's just feelings, and and it's yeah. like well, wait wait a minute, you know, and uh, because I, you know, I had um, I am I am what's the um, what's the meme? Uh, if you if you can't produce your own neurotransmitters, store bought is fine. Yes, um, and I, I love seeing that. Yeah, better and, living through chemistry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's the the I. I don't think I've actually had this conversation with somebody in person, but I have, mm-hmm. uh, I have definitely imagined having a conversation where somebody uses that. Well, it's just feelings and, and going, what are feelings? 
Because the answer is feelings are electrochemical reactions. Right. And so it's like, well, if you break it down, feelings are not this amorphous thing that just happen. It's not magic. It's biochemistry. Yeah. And you know, it, it, if, if I drop a, a cup of bleach in my aquarium and the fish all die, it's not magic. I poisoned them. <laughs> right. <laughs> you know, I, I, I changed the chemical, the, the uh, words, composition, words. Balance, uh, sure. One yeah, of those, one of those. Yeah. <laughs> um, and, and and you know, and they couldn't cope, and they died. Yeah. yeah. So if if my brain is not functioning the way it it mm-hmm. should, it's not a mystery. I mean, it can be, but it's 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 yeah, not yeah. a um, uh, it's not an unsolvable you know, the mysterious thing, it's there is something wacky with the biochemistry. And yes, okay, it's a lot harder to diagnose. You know, you can't, I mean, you can, but doctors usually frown on like drilling through your skull to take samples so they know exactly which chemical levels are off. Right. Um, (laughs) Something about, you know, fatal tests and the the first church of of trepana um uh trepanation no uh trepaning uh evangelical the guys who who drill their own third eye oh. through their skull yeah um, <laughs> like those guys at least it'd be easier to get a sample with but that's not something i'm i'm up for no really no. body bonds are one thing and yeah. that is something is a whole different level yeah yeah <laughs> um I had something else I was going to getting accomplished. Um, oh, so yeah, the other thing I wanted to throw out was that mm-hmm. um, since since burnout has become a friend of mine, mm. um, friend of me, I guess I've never I, really understood that. I, I think me. of it. I, I think of it much more like that that roommate who pays all the rent and or who doesn't pay any rent and eats all the food but for whatever mm. reason kicking them out doesn't work sure yeah yeah, yeah. okay yeah no, that's, a, that's a good one um is that my brain i i can be working on something and my brain will make a connection to something else mm-hmm. and sometimes without really consciously deciding to, I find myself now working on that something else. Right. And I was thinking about this earlier. There's so much language out there that I, I hope we can change because my first, as I was trying to verbalize it to myself, mm-hmm. the first thing I thought of was I get easily distracted and I need to focus. And then I thought, wait a minute. No, <laughs> no that's bullshit. Right. It's, you know, this, this is, um, I will not go into a rant about Puritans. I will not go into a rant about Puritans. Yeah, no, no, that's fine. That's fine. Uh, I'm sure we've all had those rants. Uh, anyone who's listened to, to any of my shows for any length of time, uh, has probably heard at least one of those rants. If not, get me drunk at a con. Um, <laughs> yeah, the whole, the whole tying, uh, value and virtue to production. Let's right. not go there. But, the 
you know, so so let's reject the idea that the fact that my brain operates in a certain fashion is somehow uh, uh, the only word I'm coming up with is unsightly, which is not what I mean. What, but- you, what, it, what, what it is, is is a moral failing. Right. Yes. It's it's the moral failing of the Protestant work ethic that if you're not productive, then somehow you're a bad person. Right. 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 And so the the so rather than, you know, starting off my thinking about myself as um, uh, with with a with a value judgment that mm-hmm. doesn't really need to be there. Um, one of the things that I have certainly recently tried really hard to embrace is the idea that okay my brain works this way mm-hmm. doesn't need to change it i i and it feels really weird to say this but i need to adapt to the way that my brain works right and you know we think of mm-hmm. it the other way around but no mm-hmm. it's so i i have a notebook uh, just like a, a little pocket size thing that um i have so i'm trying to get into the habit of carrying around right so that <clears throat> when i am um, God, what was I was doing something the other day? Uh, I think I was going to go do a load of laundry, and mm-hmm. then I thought I need to remember to to scrape and repaint that step. <laughs> and and that in that case, I you know that was sufficiently different that a that I could remember it for you know five minutes, uh, and b that I did not find myself ten minutes later with a paintbrush and a paint scraper in hand um, because it was pouring, and that would have been a lousy time to try to paint an outside stair right but i have certainly done things it's um it's it's like the scene from malcolm in the middle that there's i i love this animated image where um uh brian cranston's character walks into the kitchen he turns on the light there's no light the light bulb is out Right. Mm-hmm. So he goes to the to the closet to get the light bulb. And when he's in there, the shelf that the light bulb is on is wiggling. Mm-hmm. Right. So he goes to the drawer to get the screwdriver to fix the shelf and the drawer is squeaky. Mm-hmm. Right. So he goes to the garage to get the WD-40 to lubricate the drawer, but it's out. So he goes and he starts to turn over the car and the car's making a weird noise. And then his wife comes out and says, um, Hal, how was his name is Hal. The light bulbs out in the kitchen. Can you replace? And he comes out from under the car covered in grease. And he goes, what does it look like I'm doing? <laughs> yes, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly that. Yeah. 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 And I, 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 every time I watch that particular, I, 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 I used to have it just for work when it would be like, yeah, I need to go or, Two jobs ago, uh, it feels weird to say two jobs ago because it was it was one job ago until like a week and a half ago. Uh, but two jobs ago, <laughs> um, it was you know that was that was how it is. It's like okay, I need to go set up a thing on X, and oh look, to set up thing X, I need Y. Y is broken, so now I have to fix Y. But to fix Y, I have to go work on Z, and Z now requires me to learn and understand X or not mm-hmm. X, but um, T. Sure. Right. And so by the time I'm done with a, this should have been a five minute go in, install a thing and go. Now I'm deep in the, you know, elbows deep in something going, I, I just wanted to install, you know, a, an update. And yep. over here, now I'm over here trying to figure out the internals of, of some script that was written by me five years ago, because at that point, all the scripts, uh, all the original scripts that I replaced hadn't been replaced yet. Um, 
that I couldn't remember how it worked, right? <laughs> sure. You know. Or hey, we need a we need a fix to this thing, and uh, oh yeah, by the time I'm done following the rabbit hole down to where to actually fix it, I'm running into into things that you know haven't been touched since I started at the company. Uh, I guess at that point it was about seven years prior. Oh jeez. Right? Yeah. No, because they they worked. So if it ain't broke, don't fix it. And right, and that's that's sort of the whole thing with that is. You can find yourself very easily distracted in, I need to do X, and on the way to do X, here's something wrong with Y. Mm -hmm. And so your notebook is basically where you put down, okay, take care of Y mm -hmm. later. Yeah. Exactly, <laughs> yeah. exactly. And a friend of mine linked me to something. Um, I Actually, maybe I can find the bookmark. Um, mm -hmm. it, it's, it's a post called uh, Don't Shave the Yak. Oh, God, yak shaving. <sighs> Yak shaving and bike shed, painting the bike shed. Maybe. Yeah. I, is it, there was? I'm trying to see if I can find it real quickly. Uh, um, yeah. No. These are these are terms we're really familiar with in um, in uh, in software development, right? Okay. Yak shaving is that is that discussion that goes on and on about how to do a thing without actually doing the thing. And then bike sure. shedding, bike shedding is the pointless argument or not the pointless argument, but the, the eventual argument you have over what color to paint the bike shed, right? You know, you need a bike shed, right? You're going to build the bike shed, but everybody has to say what has to put in their opinion on what color it should be. And then you can't build the bike shed until you determine what color it is. Right. 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 Um, yeah. And uh, no, these are oh, so many times. It's like yes, we're we're in this minute detail over how to do a thing, and this is it, which is not that different from bike shedding. But you know, mm -hmm. what's the proper method to do it when and not actually doing it? Right? Sure. Right. What's the yeah. best way to shave that yak? And whenever that starts to happen, I have the image from Ren and Stimpy all those years ago about the yak shaver. Um. Yeah, they they actually did a thing about shaving yaks on Ren and Stimpy back in the nineties. It was brilliant. Um, I'll I'll take your word for first, it. First season, first season of Ren and Stimpy, I think was significantly better and much more creative than second. But that there's a whole other. I could rant yeah. about nineties, eighties, and nineties animation for hours as well. <laughs> so, <laughs> well, the the article I, I can't find it after real quick. Mm -hmm. uh, but, uh, and when I'm wrong, by the way, everybody email me in to tell me how wrong I am about describing yak shaving. Bike shedding, I know I got right, but yeah. you know, well, but, yeah. The, the thing with the, the article that I I remember, I, uh, my brain brought it up because it it is very much that sort of chain together mm -hmm. thing, and it, from what I recall, uh, it, it had to do with it starts with, I think it starts with replacing a a garden hose or something. Mm -hmm. And, and it, the point of the article was, uh, if you follow this, this chain of, of progressive events that need to be done in order to do something else, uh, you end up at the zoo shaving a yak because right. you need to. Um, and so I, I could be misremembering what I, I think it was less about, um, cart before the horse and more about, uh, you have to make a decision, stop and think about this decision of, do you do things the 
sort of the easy way, which which leads to this long involved process, or can you take a step back and go, wait, if I do this one thing differently, we'll be in and out of here and can get on with our lives. Right. Um, but uh, yeah, I don't know. I mean, any, anything that talks about yak shaving amuses me. So yeah. And it was, uh, it was a great commercial, uh, a fo- fake commercial in the middle of their show about yak shaving. It was, uh, mm-hmm. yeah. And, uh, how to shave your yak and the yak with a like nice clean shaven goatee. And- <laughs> Yeah, I I never I never really watched the show, but but I there's enough in the zeitgeist or something that I can picture this, and mm-hmm. I yeah. The yeah. the 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 thing was that of course uh, John Kay, who did that show, was a student of Bakshi, um, Ralph Bakshi, who did Fire and Ice, who did Wizards, who did um, the first animated Lord of the Rings. Um, he did, uh, oh. yeah. Um, but at the time, he also did a terrible movie. He did some terrible movies too. And and uh, mid nineties, it was Cool World, um, which okay. had a great soundtrack and great animation and a terrible story. Um, but at the same time, he had done a a the Mighty Mouse cartoon on Saturday mornings. Mm-hmm. And between his animation style and some of his subversive things, there was a whole. Uh, brouhaha it was taken off the air but that animation style is the style that uh john k had studied under he was one of bakshi's students and and collaborators and so when ren and stimpy came out all of us who had who were into bakshi were just over the moon um not realizing how bad it was going to get and there's you know like like i said first season absolutely brilliant um all those sort of boxiest notes, something in the second, you could really see the, the influence second season. I, there are some very particular things about John K taking control versus, um, versus Nickelodeon's control and yada, 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 why it didn't, it just didn't have the same edge second season. It's still Mm -hmm. brilliant, right? It's, it's, it's still one of the, the, I think one of the most seminal pieces of 90s animation that I think everybody should at least watch the first season of. Mm-hmm. Um, it's right up there with Invader Zim, but I I have a thing for Invader Zim as well. It's <laughs> it's so twisted and gothic, and they Nickelodeon didn't actually screw that one up too bad. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, anyway. <clears throat> anyway. <laughs> right. So you, you can see how I, I end up in those same places with those discussions. Um, really, anyone who who was not expecting a um, uh, fanboying over, uh, or at least some, some information about the history of, of uh, Ren and Stimpy as compared, and its origins in the works of Bakshi this week, uh, I'm on my second cup of coffee. I really, you know, uh, it's... I. I, I got up late, so I'm really well rested for once during one of these interviews. There you go. There you go. Um, <clears throat> all right. So, <laughs> so maybe we should maybe we should at least go back to the questions and, and start. Yes. There yeah. We run off. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> um, <laughs> so uh, we were working on systems and habits. Now nice. I need. So yeah, which I need. I now I need to just keep a. a I, I have the list in front of me on screen. Now mm. I'm thinking maybe I need to just write a post-it note for everybody to check it to keep myself on track. <laughs> well, you know, I thought about whether I needed to warn you that I, I will go off on tangents if given the opportunity. Have but, you listened uh, to the show? <laughs> well, that's why I didn't bother. <laughs> um, all right. So um, with all that said, <laughs> what do you, how do you decide what to do first on a given day? Yeah, so it... It depends, and and I'm I'm going to borrow a line here from uh, uh, Mer Lafferty um, and uh, 
uh, Matt Wallace mm. uh, and uh, uh, answered that question first with the segue. Look at me segueing how well the segue is going. There you go. Um, and uh, uh, one of the systems, I don't know if you can call it a system, but one of the things that I mm-hmm. do is try to have uh, three to five different projects uh, going at one time, not because I like running in 30 different directions at once, but because if I don't, I'm more likely to, uh, to lose steam. And, you know, I will find myself staring at the computer screen or whatever and go, I really don't want to work on this anymore. Right. And, and so there's a, there's a fine line. And I, I say three to five because I have learned as I've tried to put numbers to it, that, that more than that, and it's overwhelming. Right. But less than that. And I, it's like, well, I, I know I need to do this and I wanted to do it a week ago and I just don't care right now. Yeah. And, And I, I was, uh, let's say that I was introduced uh, at a young age to the idea of just power through it. Which and, doesn't contribute to burnout at all. No, of course <laughs> not. And, and, and I, you know, I'm, I, I will go on record as saying that I know that there are people and I know people for whom that is a great way to get things done. And that's fine. There are times when it has served me well, mm-hmm. but more recently, I would say it is not. Yeah, and you know, try to be mindful of things and learn from my mistakes and all that jazz. Um, and so, you know, I, instead of try to look at it, instead of putting the energy into forcing myself to do something that some part of body or brain is telling me maybe don't do this right now. Right. I try to put the energy into uh, giving myself the the permission to step back and say, why, why am I fighting with this so hard? Maybe there's a reason. Maybe I need to listen to myself mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. go work on something else now. Yep. And um, uh, Malka Older, who that would yes. be the last episode you listened yes. to. I think she said something like she's got what? 12. 10 or 12 things. Um, I know yeah. Ursula yeah. has, I don't like to think about Ursula's works in progress folder, um, <laughs> but there's, there's a certain flow to here's the thing I have a deadline on. Here's a thing I'm going to poke at. And then here's all the things that I could work on. If um, I felt the urge or the need to, mm-hmm. which is why, yeah, no summer and Orcus summer and Orcus sort of percolated that way for, couple years and then just in a mad rush she finished it mm-hmm. um the book that's coming out later this year ha ha um which i am looking forward to immensely yeah um uh sword heart is uh see now by the time this interview airs it may actually be out but at this point it's just been sent to the editor um but that one uh she's been poking at on and off for a couple years um mm-hmm. Clockwork, the, the clock tar wars, clockwork boys and, um, wonder engine. I think I read a draft of that a little under a decade ago. 
That has been called the thing with a paladin for so long that, but <laughs> when the time came and she's like, this is the thing I think I need to be working on. She just went right through it. Mm-hmm. Um, and I know that she's got like other things percolating at the same time that we can't talk about right now because they either haven't mm-hmm. been announced or they have, or there's negotiations or whatever. Um, so, but I mean, I know there's all this whole stack of things that when she sits down to write every day, it's also a, she has to make, she can make that same judgment of this is the thing that's due, but I'm not ready to work on that yet today. So I'll put some time into this other thing. Sure. Yeah. Um, so <laughs> don't mind me. It just, it just occurred to me that I could, um, mm-hmm. using my notebook, uh, <laughs> that I should, I should start asking myself is today, um, because my projects are different mm-hmm. kinds of things, it, you know, is today a day that I want to start with writing or should I start with carpentry or should I start with something else? Right. Um, sort of a sort of a thing to ask every day. Exactly. Right. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Um, so, yeah. So I'll have to integrate that in there. Uh, right now, my approach to to what I start with, um, it, I mean, it varies. Right. Everything always varies. Mm-hmm. Uh, if I'm honest, it's often whatever is sort of poking me at poking at me the most. Right. Um, you know, and it's. Uh, sometimes it, sometimes the phrasing on that sentence is whatever I'm most worried about. Although right. I, you know, try to manage that. Mm-hmm. Um, sometimes <laughs> this probably says volumes. Sometimes what I start with is whatever is the most urgent, which right. may or may not be the thing <laughs> that is bothering me the most. Um, That's fair. You know, what is the most, what is, what is urgent, important versus urgent and not important, right? Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Or sometimes, uh, you know, it's, uh, I haven't, I don't know that I've been as mindful as I would like about this, but sometimes what I will do is, okay, I'm going to start with something that I didn't, uh, is is either radically different from what mm-hmm. I did yesterday, or something I didn't think about at all yesterday, so that I can come out to it with a, a fresh set of eyes. Right. Um, I, I I have. I guess I guess I'm learning to. Um, no, I just had this word. Where to go? Uh, <laughs> You know when this happens. No, no. This is this is this is when we would say that writer brain is kicking in. Yeah. Okay. Sure. Right. You know, yeah. Ursula Ur- Ur- will be sitting there going, and then there's a thing with the ordering and <laughs> the importance and the you uh, words hard. And yeah, exactly. I'm like, okay, you've been writing all day. Um, or artist brain is engaged and words don't work. But if I asked her to paint me a picture, she could sketch something out really quick. Sure. Right. Yeah. I yeah. wish I had that. Um. The, the, I, I have learned to, or I'm learning to um, sort of psychoanalyze myself on the fly and, you know, uh, uh, use my, uh, use my, my psychoses or my neuroses <laughs> right. uh, against each other. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I'm, I don't, I don't useful to, um, uh, to, to do the thing where you, you go wash dishes because you don't want to write a book. Um, you know, I know, I know uh, uh, a number of your guests have uh, have praised that particular approach. Um, I wish it worked for me. I really.
Mine is, <laughs> mine is much more, uh, I go wash dishes to let my brain sort of background process and chew through things. It's not that I don't yes. want to do it. It's that my, I, I need to really spend, I, I need some background cycles on it. And I need to not think about it in order to think about it. Sure. Exactly. It sounds ridiculous I, I, I when just... you say it that way. <laughs> See, I don't think I don't think it does, um, and maybe it's just because I'm familiar with it. Um, mm -hmm. I <laughs> when I can convince the anxiety to shut up, and... um, I will find it helpful to sleep on something. Okay, yeah, you know, and I I assume it's just that my subconscious is grinding away, and uh, you know, it's not. Again, I wish it worked better than it does because mm -hmm. I, there are any, any number of times I have, you know, gotten up and gone, all right, what did I, did I, I don't think I'd ever phrased it this way, but have I, what, what has my subconscious got for me today mm -hmm. on this program that I gave it? And, you know, my subconscious goes, eh. uh -huh. yeah, thanks, thanks. Yeah, so. I guess, yeah, I guess I can keep this answer short, that it's it's um, uh, something different from the day before or whatever is uh, screaming loudest in my head for whatever reason. So, other than not shaving the yak, <laughs> what is the best advice or feedback you've been given? Because at least we've covered don't shave the yak already. Yes, yes. Uh, so, there's, there's a couple of things. I've actually got a couple of pieces of advice and a couple of pieces of feedback. Okay. Um, uh, the first couple are going to sound familiar. Uh, I did mention the, uh, the whole idea of uh, if someone else's system doesn't work for you, that's okay. Mm -hmm. um, that, like I said, that has been uh, pretty validating to, to hear somebody else say that. Right. Um, uh, the other thing, and I, I'm pretty sure this is something that's come up um, on this show before uh but the the idea of asking yourself particularly if you're feeling uh you know under pressure um you know just how urgent is this really you know right. is somebody going to die if i don't you know if i miss this deadline right um and and that uh i have find that found that helpful to mm -hmm. uh, remind myself uh you know when you get something like okay, my boss is tyrannical and, you know, I, they're going to get on my case if I'm five minutes late, so I'm speeding down the highway. Well, no, wait a minute. Is it is it worth the risk? Right. Yeah. And do I, do I, is, is that, excuse me, if that chewing out, is it, is it worth the ticket or the car crash or, God forbid, the injury or the fatality that I mm -hmm. could cause? Right. It's probably not. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So, so, so those have been helpful. The, the pieces of feedback, mm -hmm. uh, one, one's actually fairly recent and one is a number of years old, but it's, it's stuck with me. The, uh, the older one is, uh, I was visiting my graduate advisor, mm -hmm. uh, master's degree, and, uh, I graduated in, into that defense 2011 and this was several years later yep and i was i think i was yeah i was job hunting at the time and i was going to be in town and said hey you know let's let's meet up 
And we had this lovely conversation. And one of the things that she said to me was, you're really good at problem solving once you remember to step back from the problem. Right. Yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, that makes sense. Because when I'm faced with a problem, I am totally focused on it being a problem. Mm -hmm. Because it's there. It's in my way. What do I do with it? And remembering to say, okay, with my nose up against this brick wall, I, I can't see how to remove it. So step back, mm-hmm. take a breath and, and, you know, then go forward and see what you can do. Right. Um, sort of the opposite of can't see the forest for the trees. You can't see of, the trees yeah. for the forest. Yeah. Kind, yeah. Kind yeah. of. Um, and it's, or maybe, yeah. maybe, maybe, maybe I'm, I'm getting that backwards and, and you're so involved in it that you can't see the big picture. So you can't see the forest for the trees because you're focused on a tree, not the yeah. environment. Yeah. Right. And it's, I guess it's, it's, it's both, it's both that. And then let me see if I can mangle that particular saying, <laughs> um, something like can't see the tree for the bark or something. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. You know, right. You're, you're really up close and you're really focused in on something. Um, so, you know, like mm-hmm. I say, that is, that is stuck with me. Uh, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. the other bit of feedback that I got recently, um, I was visiting a mentor of mine that we've, we've stayed friends. Um, and the funny thing is uh, I didn't actually get it from him. I mm-hmm. got it from his wife. Uh, she commented that, he was talking about his uh, his past employees, mm-hmm. uh, and I, I was a basically a technician level uh, field biology right type. And he he commented to her in this conversation that uh, oh, and I should add that um, this is somebody I worked for multiple times. These were mm-hmm. seasonal uh, positions, and uh, uh, he he really takes a lot of delight, I think, in. Um, when somebody calls him, uh, because I've listed him as a reference for a job, uh, <laughs> one, of, one of the common questions is, would you rehire him? And his answer is always, I did. Uh, right. <laughs> so, and, and because of just because of the way things worked out, uh, technically I worked for him five times. Okay. Um, and this was, this was spread out over, uh, not quite 10 years, like eight, eight years or something like that. Um, and his comment was, uh, essentially I've had some pretty good texts, mm-hmm. but I never found another Chris where I could say this thing needs to be done, go away, come back and it would be done. Right. And I was like, that is, and knowing him, mm-hmm. that is fantastic praise. Praise and, from Caesar, right? Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And you know, so to be able to look at that as feedback and go, okay, yes, I'm not just blowing smoke up my own ass. Mm-hmm. My efforts to do good work do actually, I, you know, I am doing good work. I'm not right, just right. myself. So, cool. All right. Um, do you want the hard question or the easy question First, or, or do you want do you want the happy question or the sad question first? Oh, let's let's do the sad question. First. All right. Um, 
And uh, side note, I just got notification. I got to leave to pick up my kid in like 15 minutes. Okay. So, um, oh, if we can, quick as <laughs> quick as relative, right? Um, all right. Sure. How do you deal with failure when you miss a goal? This is something that I am still working on, mm-hmm. um, as are many of us. But I try to be kind to myself. You know, I try mm-hmm. to be compassionate. Um, and I, I used to say that I was my own worst critic. And I, it, maybe it's not always, but in my case, that became a fairly poisonous outlook. Right. Um, right. And so these days when I... Oh, I, shit, it's the presidential test. Your phone <laughs> should be going off right now, too. Yep, there it goes. Yep. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that that tells lady. everybody who's listening in the U.S. exactly what day and time it is. Yeah, right. <laughs> God. Uh, oh, look, it's two eighteen on Wednesday, October. 8th. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> oh, um, right. So being kind to mm-hmm. myself, um, yeah. and uh, you know, sort of going back in with the the. Um, is somebody going to die if I don't get this done? Right. You know, has somebody died? No. Okay. Then cut yourself a break. Um, you know, uh, and, uh, you know, just, just, I am human. I should treat myself right. like I would treat any other human if, you know, they screwed something up and you know what? It happens. Let's, yeah. let's learn from it. Let's, Let's fix whatever needs to be fixed, and then let's go do something else. And you know, hopefully, we'll do the next thing better. Yeah, yeah, and it's that's always a tough one because we want to hold ourselves to a higher standard than we hold other people, mm-hmm. and sometimes that standard's impossible. Yep. Right. Yep. Absolutely. Yep. Um, in in terms of uh, actually like coping, mm-hmm. uh, I will add that uh, it's it's usually that I will do something that. Uh, makes me feel better. Mm-hmm. Honestly, you know, maybe that's uh, you know eating a favorite food or playing a video game, um, or and, and I would highlight this. I will often go talk to somebody, mm-hmm. um, you know, that I am I am close to, uh, who is um, oh, what's the word? Cognizant, uh, aware, no, no, no. I mean, somebody, somebody who is a supporter. Okay, um, who yeah. is in, in my camp, whatever the. Mm-hmm. Can't think of the word that I want, right. but that's okay. Um, because that's that's helpful, right? You know, and it's it's a reminder. You know, I can say things to myself that all I want, and I have to hear somebody hear it from somebody else to really have it stick. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, just because humans are weird that way. Yeah. No. no. Yeah. Okay. Flip side. The fun question, but the one that more people have had trouble with than I really expected. Um, how do you? S- how do you celebrate your success if you do? Well, you know, the funny thing is, as I was I was writing notes to myself this morning about this, mm-hmm. is that I realized that the answer is mostly the same mm-hmm. as to your previous question. Um, you know, mm-hmm. it's uh, the the idea that um, uh, what was it? Uh, Jeff Jake's uh, questionable content. Comic. Oh yeah, there there is a scene where somebody. Uh, somebody is like, well, I feel terrible. Uh, you know, somebody go get me a bottle of booze. And, uh, you know, and, and the, the response is, 
Well, you know, booze is good for, for both uh, uh, despairing and celebrating. Yes. So, you know, that sounds matter what you're doing. That sounds like a fey line. It really does. Uh, it, before it, she quit drinking. <laughs> yeah, no, it's it's not. It's uh, um, Abby. Um, she's uh, she's one of the uh, military folks on the space station. Oh, right. Okay. Yeah. Uh, yeah. When she she has an altercation with the AI. Right. Um, right. But yeah, it does. It does sound like a fey line. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. <laughs> and, and now you know. A certain number of your listeners would be going, yes, totally. And the rest would be like, huh? Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah, no, and I, I do recommend um, uh, questionable content to a lot to all our listeners. If you haven't read it, I've read it since the beginning. Um, and that it was, it's brilliant. It's sometimes it's hard. A lot of times it's funny. Um, sometimes it's just straight up offensive, but uh, Jeff doesn't seem to care. So, and, uh, but he's such a, he's a really good writer and looking at how the illustration has changed over the, mm. over the years and, and the focus now on the, the whole sort of psychology of, of AI has been brilliant. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, uh, and then of course there's also, uh, his, his other one, the hard sci-fi comic that I can't remember the name of right now, Alice something. Um, yes. And I, yeah. In picture, I can mm-hmm. picture the cover page, and I can't think of the title. That is also possibly one of the most uh, that that one is absolutely brilliant and didn't go where I expected it to. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. Um. I, I will find link. I will find my link to that one and put it in the episode so that people can remember. Um. So that's it. That's all the uh, questions. Yeah. We do have made it to the end. We did. Um, do you have anything else you want to mention to the folks at home before we uh, before we we call it an interview and i hop in the car and run up to the high school <laughs> yeah uh just a couple of things okay um, one is i wanted to uh mention a book that i found really helpful okay um and i, I i'm not a show for this it's something mm. i just came across the title is called write 10 days to overcome writer's block period okay karen peterson uh peterson is apparently a psychologist among other things and the book, while it's aimed at writers, uh, I found it really useful for, uh, it seems like it's useful for all sorts of pursuits, creative and, and mm-hmm. not. And it's, it essentially gets into the psychology of the brain and uh, uh, things like how, excuse me, the, um, uh, how do I put this so simply, the the part of your brain that really just wants to go eat an ice cream cone instead of uh, sitting down and churning out your, you know, 5,000 words Mm -hmm. uh, is an awful lot like a toddler. And Eh. just as you would hopefully not try to use logic on a toddler, maybe stop (laughs) trying to use logic on that part of your brain. There are so many times I had early on that I had to explain to Ursula that you cannot reason with a preteen boy. You cannot reason with a, a uh, you know, uh, uh, eight to 
12-year-old trying oh. to explain why they should do a thing to get them to do the thing is completely pointless. <laughs> Just tell them to do the thing and move on. And if they say why, say because. Mm. You know, like, she's she's getting frustrated with them, they're getting frustrated with her, and I'm just like, you know, Ray, sweep the floor, Ursula, it's cool, I've got this. And she'd be like, why is it so hard? I said, because you're explaining it to them. And I, I think the, the epiphany moment on that was when um, she bought a pie. And, you know, at that point, Ray was in his mid-teens, which means he was a, a food hoover. Mm. Uh, still is, because he's still in that, you know, late teen, early 20 growth spurt stage. Mm -hmm. um, but she just put down, she put a post-it note on this pie she had bought that said, Ursula's pie, I, you know, touch and die. Yeah. And I'm like, there, see, now that is, that is the most succinct and direct way to communicate. And they're going to understand that much better than this is my pie. And I'm really looking forward to eating it. Right. Mm -hmm. You know, don't, don't, don't go near the pie. No, just touch and die. There mm -hmm. you go. You know, don't, don't <laughs> explain why you need them to do something to get them to do it. Just tell them to do it and get on with your life. It, everybody's happier. Um, and your brain is like that sometimes. Yep. Yep. Um, so yeah, I would, uh, anybody who, who is at all interested in this mm -hmm. or, you know, has the, uh, struggles with writer's block or what have you, um, I would really encourage looking it up. I think I've, ordered mine off Amazon because you can order anything off Amazon. Yeah, pretty much. Um, so wanted to throw that out there. Uh, other than that, uh, just two things. One is that um, if folks want to find me, they mm -hmm. can uh, reach me on Twitter. I am geonaturalist on Twitter. Um, and, uh, you know, hey, if you want to talk about anything that I have babbled on about today, uh, I'm happy to talk with folks here come um, the carpentry and the um and the <laughs> biology people i'm just saying hey yeah. by all means yeah. um and then uh last plug is the the book that i mentioned which i'm hoping to have out early next year mm -hmm. uh, it's a self-pub deal so uh, i can i can control most of the the progress uh <laughs> is if you are a plant person if mm -hmm. you are uh, for the gardeners um or for the the, the other biology types um Mm -hmm. If you know what invasive plants are and you are as frustrated as I was with the uh, lack of comprehensive information in a oh, yeah. accessible format, uh, watch this space. Uh, <laughs> it, the, my goal with the book is to bring information together so that people can use it. Um, and it's I will be releasing it uh, freely uh, once it's done. And... Uh, you know, if, if it's something that you would be interested in, give me a shout and uh, I'll add you to the list. Right on. Oh, you know, we're interested in that because we're all about uh, mm -hmm. dealing with invasive plants. And I know one of our big struggles has been finding the information on it. Yep. Right. So yep, exactly. I'm, I'm looking forward to that as a resource so that maybe I understand what she's going on about. Mm-hmm. Because she's done all the research. I'm just like, I, uh, she said, that plant's bad. It's invasive. Oh, okay. Right. Yeah. Right. right. But it's pretty. Well, yes, it is. But it's also invasive. She still hasn't forgiven me for putting in the silk tree 20 years ago because <laughs> my ex-wife and I thought silk trees were pretty. And I still think they're pretty. But now I understand what a blight on, on the world, or mm -hmm. North Carolina they are. Mm -hmm. and, but um, since she's been trying to kill the one, um, since basically she moved in here, uh, and it still refuses to go, I she may never forgive me for that one. But that's... Of all the sins, that is the slightest of which I could have committed. So, um, yep. all right. 
All right, Chris. Um, thank you so much. Thank you. This has been this has been awesome. Oh yeah, no. I am super stoked. I'm glad that uh, you took me up on the offer. Yeah, no, and I uh, been a great discussion, and I'm sure we will talk more at a later date. Um, and for those of you at, uh, who are listening right now, uh, we'll be right back after this. I'm back. I had a great time talking to Chris, and I hope you all got some some good stuff out of that. I know I did, and there are a whole bunch of links on the episode page on productivityalchemy.com. The other thing you can do at productivityalchemy.com is claim an episode badge. That is a open badge following the Mozilla open badge standard with some metadata that says you earned it by listening to this episode. The code to enter for this episode is shavedyak. That is all one word, shaved, S-H-A-V-E-D-Y-A-K. And you'll get a nice little image for this episode saying, hey, I listened and uh, it's pretty cool. And some people are pretty into collecting them. I think it was, uh, who was it? It was... I think Damien Ryan, who said, I was like, you know, I have a special badge code to give to people when they uh, have an interview. And you might see that on some people's uh, badge listings. And it's the, you know, I was a guest badge. And Damien, I was like, now here's the special code that you get for being an interview subject. And he was like, that's the whole reason I did the interview, which I thought was kind of neat. The other thing we have going on is a giveaway. We're giving away two, I managed to dig out two, I don't know where the third is, Story Clock Notebooks. If you want a Story Clock Notebook, you need to comment on the last episode, episode 69, with the I Want the Story Clock Notebooks. We're giving them away as a a pair. They are kind of neat, and if you do script writing or you're structured your writing, kind of like a TV episode or something like that, that's what they're designed around, and it's pretty cool. And I'm looking forward to sending those out to somebody. The drawing will be on November 21st, so that's still about two weeks away, so you've got plenty of time to comment. And I will be closing, obviously, entries on November 21st, 2018. And then the episode on the 22nd is when we'll announce the winner. And that's pretty much it for this week. Uh, Again, live show, 3 p.m., Saturday, November 10th, 2018, at WindyCon. I am excited to be doing this, and I cannot wait to look forward to meeting you. I do have a whole bunch of stickers for the I Met Kevin badge, and I will give out the badge code while I'm there to the attendees, so that if you happen to be there and you've never met me before, you can claim the I Met Kevin badge. It's pretty awesome. And that kind of wraps us up. So you can support this podcast and all of the podcasts we produce here at Red Wombat Studio by going to patreon.com slash Ursula V. That's Ursula's Patreon, and it pays for this podcast. It pays for 
the hosting for all of our websites. It pays for uh, the food and the special drugs now we need in order to do Kevin and Ursley Eat Cheap. And it helps to make sure that these podcasts are free for you to consume and free for anybody. You don't feel obligated to join, don't feel obligated to give, just saying. The other thing you can do if you want is to buy me a coffee. I am fueled by coffee. And you can go to ko-fi.com, ko-fi.com, slash ksunny, K-S-O-N-N-E-Y, and buy me a coffee. All of this is linked on the productivityalchemy.com website. We have a support and a contact page there. So if you have some questions or you want to uh, make a comment on something in particular or give me a recommendation, that is the place to do it. The only other thing I can think of about the website is that it has all of the back episodes listed and so is a handy dandy resource. And I think that's about it. So I'm going to go get ready for WindyCon. I am looking forward to meeting each and every one of you who will be in the Chicago area for that. And I hope everyone has a good week. And remember, stay productive.